Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. As they were watching, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And verse 10, while they were looking steadfastly towards heaven as he had gone up, Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Two angels suddenly appeared. They didn't even notice the angels. They're still looking up in the air. And these angels said, You men of Galilee, why are you standing here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus. It's not another Jesus. It's not going to be a different Jesus born into the earth. It's not going to be someone else sent from heaven. This same Jesus, the same Jesus that you have lived with, walked with, been taught by, conversed with, seen, beaten, tortured, crucified, seen him raised from the dead. This same Jesus, which was taken up from you into heaven, he was taken up. Jesus just didn't say, okay, folks, watch this, and drifted up out of their sight. No, God took him up. God, the Father, took him up. He's standing there. He knows it's coming. He doesn't know when. He's he's still talking to his disciples, still teaching his disciples, and then suddenly he starts going up. God took him up. That's what it says right here. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner, just as you've seen him go into heaven. When Jesus comes back, it's not going to be a secret. When Jesus comes back the second time, when he returns to this earth, he said, as lightning shines from the east to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. How does lightning appear? For number one, usually you do not expect it. 99, I'd say 99.9% of the time, you sense the thunderstorm. You hear the rumblings. You know it's close. You do not know when or where lightning will strike. Amen? And suddenly... It hits, and it shines. Everything lights up, and that bolt of lightning can go from east to west in an instant, all across the heaven. That's how quick the return of the Lord will be. There will not be, you know, the Hubble telescope is not going to pick up Jesus entering the solar system out by Pluto. And he's headed this way. Oh, man. He's riding on a white horse and his armies are with him. We don't know how they can breathe out there because there's no oxygen in, in space. But 
The Hubble telescope has seen them. They're on their way here. They just passed Jupiter, folks. In one or two days at the speed they're traveling, they're going to be here. You need to get ready because Jesus is coming back soon. We know it's him. We see it. And, and he has on his, we, the Hubble telescope zoomed in and seen that his name is on his thigh, flapping in the breeze as he's on his horse riding through space. No, the Hubble telescope's not going to see anything. Men will sense that the time is near. We can sense it. Those who are in the faith right now can sense that the days of Jesus returning to this earth are upon us. Jesus said, you will not know the hour, nor the day, nor the time, but you will know the season. And folks, we are in the latter stages of that season right now. I've heard some ministers say, we are in the last seconds of the last minute, of the last hour, of the last day. That's how close it is. Amen. I heard one time as a very good example, how close are we? Well, when the New Testament was written, imagine you're standing out on a street and you found the house that you want to go into. And you're looking from the street into the house and the door is open. All you see is a little sliver of what that living room looks like. As you get closer and closer to the house, more and more of that living room is showing up through the doorway. Your vision, you're able to see more and more. You get to the porch, you can see a little bit more. When you get to the doorstep, you can actually look all around inside that living room. You are that close. All it's going to take is half a step and you're in the house. Amen. Let's say it's raining outside, storming outside, and you've walked from the car up the sidewalk, up the steps, on the porch, and you are now at the threshold. You can see all inside. You're not inside yet. You're still getting wet. But to be protected from the elements, all it's going to take is half a step. And you're inside. How long does it take you to take half a step? It's just that fast. Amen. That's how close we are to the return of Jesus. We can see if you're sensing in the Holy Spirit, if you're being, if you live in the Spirit, you can sense things of this world are coming together exactly as the Bible says they will in the last days. Armies are lining up right now. The entire world, including the United States of America, is preparing to line up against Israel. For the first time since Israel's existence, the United States has threatened them that they're going to go to the United Nations and support the division of their country for the Palestinian cause. Think about that. That makes God angry, the Bible says. You've divided my land. That's one of the things God is very upset about. God is the one who gave them the geographic borders of that land. And now the world is telling Israel, give it up. Go back to your 1948 borders. And they're negotiating on the 1967 borders prior to them capturing Jerusalem. 
And Israel says, we're not giving up Jerusalem. And because of that, the entire world is now going to go to the United Nations, vote on sanctions against Israel, and the next step is military conflict. We're that close. Which means Jesus is that close. We're at the doorstep. Amen? We're almost there. The return of Jesus is so near. Those in the Spirit can sense it. We don't know the day nor the hour, but we know the season is here. And as fast as lightning shines from the east to the west, so too will the return of the coming of the Son of Man be. You can sense it. You don't know when or where. We do know where, and it's Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. We don't know when, though. But when Jesus returns, it will split the heavens wide open. And just as his disciples seen him slowly ascend out of their sight, the Bible says, as he went up, so he shall return. When the heavens split open, he will slowly descend from heaven in awe of everyone around there because all the armies of the world, it said, we coming against Israel. He will return to this earth. When he hits, the earthquake rips apart the Mount of Olives. All the nations of the earth will tremble. And what did the angels in heaven say? And over in Revelation eleven fifteen, now the kingdoms of this earth have become the kingdoms of our Lord, our God. And his Messiah, who's Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus will speak a word. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to the book of Revelation. I just wanted to see how he went up is how he will come back. Amen. The nations were angry. For the wrath of God has come. And they were angry because of the time of the dead should be judged. And they should give rewards to the servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear the name of God, small and great. And that he should destroy them which destroy the earth. The first judgment. There are two great white throne judgments. The first is the Bema seat of Christ. There was, there, there's going to be, how can I say this? Jesus is coming back. And he's not happy. As a matter of fact, he's extremely angry. He comes back as a conquering king. A destroyer. He is going to kill Anyone who tries to stand in his way. Scriptures talk about a sore proceeds out. All he's got to do is speak the word and people die. Kings are going to hide themselves. Rich people will try and hide themselves in the mountains. If you don't believe that, Cheyenne Mountain out in Colorado is one such place. There are complete cities built into the inside the mountains for 
the leaders of this nation, and I'm sure other nations have it as well, bunkers where they can go and hide, sealed doors are impossible to penetrate from the outside. Well, impossible unless you're Jesus. He's just going to command the door to open, and it'll obey him. But they're going to hide. They'll see Jesus returning out of the clouds. Warning will be given. Trouble's here. We need to run. And all the leaders of the earth at that time will run and hide and bury themselves in caves and dens and say, you know, fall upon us. Or in other words, close the doors. Because they're scared of what's about to take place in the earth. But you see, the believers will not be there. If you are a born-again child of the Most High God, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, if you are a believer that Jesus died for your sins, and you've received forgiveness for the sins by confessing Him as your Savior, asking Him to come into your heart, He did. And He created in you a new spirit, one righteous in the eyes of the Father, one that loves God and one that is loved of God. You will not be on the losing side in that battle. Because we have the promise that before all these things take place, Jesus will speak a word. Come up here, my people. For He does not want us to go through the tribulation. Amen. And as we are taken to heaven in the twinkling of an eye, over in, uh, let's go to 1 Thessalonians. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And let's do verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brothers, concerning them which are asleep. In other words, that's just a word for died. Uh, There's a tradition, Catholics even have it, that when someone dies, it's soul sleep. They're just asleep until the resurrection. So that's what he's talking about here. He's speaking to their belief. I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which have died, that you do not sorrow, even as others which have no hope sorrow. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which have died in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or shall not go before them which have died. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the shout of victory, glory to God, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. That's the last trumpet. The dead in Christ shall rise first. I've heard some pastors say, the reason the dead in Christ rise first, they have six feet farther to travel. Hallelujah. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them 
in the clouds. So the, the dead in Christ shall rise out of the ground. As they come up to ground level, we also start to rise up. Just as Jesus rose to heaven, so are we going to rise to heaven. Amen? That's what it says right here. We'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Well, Brother Bob, what does it say about a twinkling of the eye? Well, yeah. We'll be converted in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. But we will go, we will rise. People on this earth, People you know will see you start to levitate and you'll slowly go up. And as they look, your feet disappear through the ceiling. They're going to run outside to see where you went. And they'll see you exit the roof line of your business or the house and start to go up there. And they'll look around and they'll see other people going up too. And then it'll hit them. They'll understand. This is the rapture. I'm still here. Wait, wait, wait for me. Take me too. And Jesus told in one of the teachings, he said, I did not know you. I had no relationship with you. And these people, us, the Christians, will float up, meeting the Lord in the air. He has not returned to the earth at this point. He just came to get his bride the bride of Christ, that's us. Now, here's a, another proof, if you want to call it that, of why I believe the rapture will take place prior to all of this trouble. Tribulation is so great, it said, that the days were not shortened, even the very elect could be deceived. As the bride of Christ, are you going to, if, if you're a male and you have this woman that you want to marry and you're giving her all these gifts and, and you're anticipating the marriage and, and you're just so happy, are you going to send somebody to beat her and you know torture her as an expression of how much you love her? No. You will protect her with your life if necessary. That's what Jesus is doing. It makes no sense for the church, those that Jesus loves and has a relationship with that are his bride. It makes absolutely no sense for his people to be tortured, beaten, go through the tribulation. It makes no sense. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be problems. It does not mean that we're not going to experience some of the birth pangs. But the great, what Bible calls the great tribulation, we don't have to take part in because we won't be here. Because he's going to come and meeting us in the air and taking his bride to heaven for the wedding supper of the Lamb where we become one with him forever, receiving our glorified bodies in the twinkling of an eye, glory to God. As we rise up, this body, the pain, there'll be people in wheelchairs, people bedridden, who as they rise up, their body is glorified as we go up into heaven. 
Oh, hallelujah. Think about that. We are the only ones in creation who will have glorified bodies for eternity. Amen. There will be people born again after the rapture. Or I should not say born again, but saved. Because the Holy Spirit will be taken from the earth. The Bible says in one place that that which hinders will continue to do so until the time when Jesus returns. The Holy Spirit is what's preventing absolute, total, 100% chaos and mayhem in this earth right now. But at the rapture, that Holy Spirit is taken out of the earth. And you can see this if we turn back to Revelation. Uh, over here. Let's see. Glory to God. In chapter 10, the angels flying through... Oh, here we go. Chapter 11. I'm sorry. Uh, two witnesses. After the rapture, there will be two witnesses in the earth. These are the two witnesses. Some say it's Elijah and Enoch. Because neither one of them ever died, and it's written that every man has, should, you know, that man should. It's appointed unto man once to die. After that, the judgment. So they're saying these are Elijah and Enoch. I don't know. Makes sense, but I don't know. These two witnesses will begin to testify about what just took place about this rapture. What just, because there's going to be all sorts of theories being expounded. Alien abduction and things like that. Now, it's estimated there are almost 2 billion Christians, professed Christians in this earth. That leaves 5 billion people. 2 billion people. 20%, no, 40% of this earth. The population of this earth. 40% of the population just disappears. There is going to be some news headlines made on that. Where did they go? And there will be all sorts of theories being expounded. One such theory is that, and I believe this will be expounded by the Muslims, because they're the next most populous group on the earth, who will be left behind who are exerting their influence and growth right now, I believe they're going to come out with a theory that Allah got all these Christian people out of the way. He just killed them and eliminated them. They no longer exist. So that we can now make the whole world Muslim. I think that's one theory that will be expounded. It's just the gospel according to Bob. Amen. There's no scriptural evidence for it unless you start putting together piecemeal scriptures. But I believe it. The point I'm trying to make, though, is there will be different theories expounded about what happened to all the Christians. And these two witnesses will then be sent. And they will testify about what took place, the rapture. Amen? And... If anyone tries to hurt them, verse 5, 11 verse 5, if anyone tries to hurt them, fire will proceed out of their mouth and devour their enemies. 
And if any man wants to hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. They'll just speak the word and the, the person or people trying to kill them will just burst into flames. Glory to God. And these have power to shut off heaven so that it does not rain in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them to blood. This is things that Moses could do. Amen. And to smite the earth with plagues as often as they want to. And when they shall have finished their testimony, then the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies will be in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Where was he crucified? Jerusalem. But the world is so corrupt that Jerusalem is now called Sodom and is part of Egypt. That tells you that the Muslims are taking over this land. And they of the people, kindreds, tongues, and nations shall see their dead bodies three and a half days and will not permit their dead bodies to be put in graves. Folks, we can see all this stuff live via satellite on the news. And you know it's going to be shown over and over, constant talk, because people want to know what's going on. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over the death of these men. And they'll make merry and shall send gifts to one another. Oh, congratulations, you got rid of these guys. Because these two prophets tormented them with their testimony. And with calling down plagues and shutting up the rain, so massive droughts. And after three days and a half. Now we're talking the time of the tribulation which lasts for seven years. Three and a half years. That symbolizes three and a half days. The spirit of life from God enters back into them. And they stand up on their feet. And when that happens, great fear falls upon all them which saw them or watched them on TV or whatever. They're going to be scared. Like, oh my God. No, not your God. Our God. Amen. And at the same hour, there's a great earthquake. And tenth part of the city of Jerusalem falls. And in the earthquake were slain of men, 7,000 people dying in this earthquake. And the remnant, everyone who did not die, were afraid. And then gave glory to the God of heaven. This is the last bunch to be saved when they realized the testimony of these two people was true. They're going to be testifying that what the Bible said happened, happened. And that the people who are no longer here, the two billion people missing off the face of the earth, were the ones caught up in the rapture exactly as the Bible says. And when they kill these two people, these two prophets... And then three and a half days later, they rise up exactly as the Bible said. Great fear will fall on the remnant that now believe their testimony. 
You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God.